Welcome to Too Many Audibles, where we discuss and debate the hottest topics around the sports world. If you like our content, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Too Many Audibles. What's up, everybody? We're back. Too Many Audibles. It's your boy, C Hood. Dev, Press, Bryce, how we feeling? We feeling good, man. We got a, a good episode uh, for, for you guys. Um, a lot of interesting things to cover. Um, interesting uh, college football. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, feelings are a little hurt, so bear with me if I'm a little uh, feeling under <laughs> the weather. Dogs. If I'm feeling under the weather a little bit. Uh, got a lot of good stuff to cover. College football, NFL, NBA season wrapping up. It's going to be a good one, so let's hop into it. Yes, sir. It's our 10th episode. What do you know about it? Yes, sir. Made it this far. Let's keep yeah. it rolling, boys. Let's have a good topic tonight, good discussion. Mm. Yeah, mm. man. Excited to be here. It was a crazy week in the world of sports, as usual. Can't wait to get into it, man. Yes, sir. Man, they going to start calling me Wendy's because it was a four for four for four for four weekend for me, baby. <laughs> I'm talking ten- Georgia got that fourth straight dub over Tennessee. Did they my really? man Chase, yes. Oh, my man Chase Claypool for the Steelers got four touchdowns. LeBron got that fourth ring. It's a bit. Oh, and I moved to four and one in fantasy with another win over Devin. So I'm hearing Wendy's <laughs> needs to sponsor us. Is what I'm hearing. No, what I'm hearing is Cam's just having the best week of his life he's ever had. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't bound to happen again. I'll tell you that. Uh, just yeah. wait until next week and. Uh, then, then Preston will probably have that four for four after they whip up on Georgia. Upset alert! Yeah, upset alert! You're gonna be upset after Saturday, Cam. <laughs> hey, we dig. Hey, yo, my hey, the mighty fall hard. All right, we'll we'll get into that though. First, we got a little bit of goat talk. Let's talk yes, about sir. the champion, Alex the Caruso. King. Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> That man put in a – speaking of four, that man put in a vital four points in that game. <laughs> He's a game, stuff, game changer, man. <laughs> Couldn't do it without him. But, no, let's – real talk. LeBron's a champion once again. The, the crown is back on the head it deserves. He retakes his throne. I mean, goat talk. Like the man said, I just want my respect. Yes, sir. I, I don't. I'm. I'm hyped. I've been waiting all year for this. Oh, uh, we we know it. We know it. I mean, even like I mean, we hop into the 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 podcast and in the episodes, and you know, we get to hear you talk about it. But the the viewers don't know we get to hear you talk about it 24 seven outside of the episode. So it's about time. So I'm just. I'm. I'm finally glad that it's over. And you know, regardless of the outcome, Braun won his fourth ship. Uh, but I'm just glad Cam doesn't have to talk about it anymore because it's been a, a long couple about four or five weeks so <laughs> i think uh being a bronze sexual is a uh, 365 day a year type of uh, relationship dev <laughs> no off days <laughs> it's no off days over here on lebron island i'm living over oh, here happily man. in peace right. <laughs> i won't be good. here i won't be here for wednesday's episode i'm actually catching the red out of la I'm right. Doing the parade. right right <laughs> Man, man, you love no, to man. see it. You love to see it. Put, give you him do. his freaking respect. That man's the goat. And for every, okay, so I'm gonna make this real quick, real short, real easy for me to distinguish any of the arguments. I understand Jordan was before our generation. I wish we could have watched him, but LeBron is the goat. Everyone wants to bring up four six, and I'm tired of hearing it. MJ was six and zero oh because he did not get to the finals ten times. 
okay? LeBron got there every year. He didn't lose in a round before that. He was getting to the finals. In order to be 4-6, and six, you got to get there. And he did it Talk a lot of times him. with nobody around. I, I want to say... Give him his respect. No, no, for sure. I, th- I think it's, it's definitely deserving, um, you know... Especially growing up watching basketball and, and just a lot of sports. I mean, for us to be able to grow up watching LeBron James, he was our MJ. You know, like yeah. I, you know, MJ to our parents is what like LeBron is to us right now. Um, you yeah. know, just seeing him just do all kinds of crazy things in the seventeenth year. Everyone, no one knew if he was gonna be able to keep up his level of play, just be as dominant. Um, but to be honest with you. Um, you know, there, there's especially now more than ever. There's going to be those talks like, okay, well, who who is the greatest of all time? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it you know LeBron? Is it Kobe? Is it you know? There's all these Caruso. different names. Yeah, there's all these different names that you can kind of throw around in that discussion. But to be honest, I don't think that it's fair to have that. It it shouldn't be a debate because if you look at the differences in the league when Michael Jordan was dominating and the league when now that LeBron is dominating it's two totally different worlds different style yeah. of play different you know roles new roles different you know st- strategies coaching players talent it's all different so i think it's yeah. very hard to like if you want to compare just numbers alone that's still you know not the the best way to do it i don't think that you should should compare the two. MJ is the greatest of his his time. LeBron's the greatest of his time. I think you can have more than one greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. I, I disagree. I don't see how you can have greatest of all time. I see where you're coming from about we shouldn't compare and appreciate them. And, you know, the passing of Kobe really put all that into perspective. But isn't – I mean, that's just kind of the essence of sports. Like, you you play this, the team sport to be the best team, and then naturally with that is going to come, like, the players that really stand out. You can't help but compare them. Now, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, definitely when Jordan was playing, they were a lot more physical. The refs weren't as quick to call ticky-tack fouls that they do now. And, and it is annoying. But don't for a second think that LeBron would not dominate in that era too. No, I'm like, not saying – no, I'm, I'm not saying that. But, like – what I'm saying is, like, just because it was so different, like, the game now it has revolved around that three-point, sh- like, shot. If you can hit the three-point yeah. whenever you want to, it's very, very hard to beat you. I mean, look at what the Rockets, the Warriors, like, I mean, if you can hit the three-pointer consistently and you put it up more times than your opponent and you make it more times than your opponent, majority of the times you're going to win those games. Versus back in the day, it was hard-nosed, just freaking get in the paint, and you're going to get contact and you're going to go up with the basketball. You know, so to- two totally different play styles, you know, different players, talents, coaches, roles, whatever you want to call it. Uh, like, I-, I definitely think that if roles were reversed and, you know, let's say LeBron was in MJ's era and MJ was in LeBron's era, I think they would do equally as well regardless of what generation because they are that good. But I don't think that it's necessarily super comparable to, like, you can't distinguish, like, like literally like LeBron's the best or Jordan's the best because it's two totally different eras, man. Well, I know we, there will never be a surefire way. I wish we could see them play one-on-one in their prime. Now that would be something but, that we would all like to see. Hey, but you know what they say, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. And when it is all said and done, LeBron will have passed Jordan in every statistical category there is besides possibly championships. But, I mean, the Lakers going to make some tweaks to that roster. We're going to bring in some faces. And, I mean, we might just get two more. <laughs> we might just. 
And if it's and if possible. LeBron is LeBron ties him on championships, it's over. It's a wrap. Yep. Like I mean, yep. That yep. That Lakers uh, that Lakers team reminds me of a group of dads who meet up every year who used to be all stars back in high school playing football. <laughs> a bunch of older guys, but they got the job done, man. That Miami team's young. Eric Spolstra, good head coach, but Miami got the job done, dude. And I think Braun that that wasn't his greatest uh, game. He still has the, his greatest game coming up when he goes home and. You know, whips Bronny with a belt, so we'll we'll have to see about that. <laughs> yeah, that man was yeah. gonna get one last night. <laughs> the man was probably hoping for a game seven. He was just like, please. I'm saying he, he done paid Danny Green to break that shot. But when I mean, but what I mean, like when you even when you look at the Lakers roster, I mean, Danny Green's on his last year of his contract. Rondo's on a one year contract. Howard's on a one year contract. I mean, you're probably gonna see some faces shipped out. And, and whatnot, and it, the, the roster will not come back the same. I expect them to make some changes, and I even expect the Heat to make some changes too. Like they they might land a, su- a big superstar this year. I'm not entirely sure what free agent superstars are available because I fully expect AD to sign the supermax this offseason. I don't think he leaves LA, mm-hmm. and I'm not so I'm not entirely Bronze sure. Connections too good. They they love each other, and I think and I think now now that Bron has gotten that third Finals MVP and he's he's got that feat. I think now you'll really start seeing kind of similar to when uh, Kareem transitioned that first championship with him and Magic. You know, yeah. it was Kareem's team, but then after that, they transitioned to a Magic's team, yeah. and I, I think you'll start to see that transition. Yeah, which honestly, so, that'd be a great move for that franchise. I mean, we all know Anthony Davis is a free, he's a freak. I mean, super talented, can do anything on the floor, like great player, plays hard. So I think if, if you know, like you say, like. I mean, even just playing with LeBron, regardless of how long you've been in the league or how long you've been playing basketball in general, just playing with LeBron, it, it makes you better. You know, you learn little bitty things and, and even just like things outside of the locker room, man, just like being a good person and, and you know, taking care of your body and doing all these things. I think it's a, a really good spot for Anthony Davis to be in and especially some of those younger guys too, just to fall under the wing of LeBron and, and teach him some things and then ultimately kind of pass on pass on the torch. Well, to piggyback off of that, taking care of your body is a big thing AD's going to need to take notes of on LeBron because AD's never finished a full regular season healthy, and so I really, really hope spending time around LeBron, seeing his day-to-day activities to make sure he can be healthy and playing at the age he is can rub off on AD because we don't want to see another superstar go down. Yeah, thanks. He'll be all right. Oh, he'll he'll be all right now that he, and he's with LeBron, like you said. He LeBron's showing him how to eat right, take care of his body because, I mean, he spent all that time down in New Orleans, you know, eating that Cajun food, that jambalaya, yeah. all, that, all that big stuff. He wasn't eating right, I'm sure. Yep. But now, Bron got him right. I mean, he stayed healthy relatively for the most – there was no major injury. He, he, faked, he faked a couple, but other than that, he's good. Faked a couple. AD does tend to be pretty melodramatic when he, when he, when he gets down. I was like, how does a, how does a, a seven-footer go down so gracefully but look like he's in so much pain, you know? <laughs> It's like he's grabbing that's a hold of everything right, as he's falling down, but it looks like he's hurting. Hey, that's, he's just he's out there playing hard, just buying some time. Yeah. But speaking of playing hard, now yeah. that the series is over. Hats off to Jimmy Dev, Buckets. Preston, the moment you've been waiting for, my man. I know, man. I'm ready for I, this. I got to give it to Jimmy B. There you All go. Right. Yes, sir. He yes, sir. Is, he is. Here's why I'm willing to concede. 
Now he was the enemy this past the past couple weeks. He'd been the enemy, so I, I'm not gonna give him that much credit. <laughs> he put he but he put the team on his back, and I, in my opinion, he's moved into that second tier of players of basketball. I ain't putting him up there with like Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis just yet. Mm-hmm. And I would say Steph Steph is up there too. Right. I'm not putting him in that category, but I put him in the same category as like James Harden, um, Anthony Davis, like that category. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, fair. yeah, big respect. I mean, well, in, in game five, he played, he rested for a total of 45 seconds in that game. I mean, you could tell the dude was just giving every single piece that he could, you know, and, you know, now, yeah, they came up with the win, but. I mean, just out there fighting hard, dude, especially being in a situation like that, uh, playing against a better team all around, and LeBron James, I mean, is already t- is hard enough, but he just going out there putting his freaking body on the line, man, and just playing tough and trying to rally his guys and, and make something happen shows a lot about his character, and you, he might not be in that, that next level tier for you, but just seeing his effort, man, throughout that whole series – I mean, dude's just a great guy. You know he loves the game of basketball. He's willing to give everything he's got, and he's going to help the guys around him and 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 try to do as much as he can for that team. And I think if they make some, some really big moves in, in this offseason, I think the Heat could be looking nice for next year too. Well, where I've got, uh, where I've got Jimmy in my top ten, I, I, I rearranged my top ten a little bit, all right, and I put him in the top ten. He was not in it before this playoffs. But I've still got Braun as number one. Mm-hmm. I put KD two, Kawhi at three, Giannis four, AD five, Steph six, and then I've got Harden at seven and Jimmy at eight. Okay. Which is then followed by Luca, and then I put uh, Dame in there. Yeah. Dame's cold. Yeah. Dame time, baby. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're real similar in that. I didn't rank him. I just I jotted down. I think he's somewhere between the ninth and eleventh best player. I also have Braun, AD, KD. I have Dame above him, honestly. Harden, Curry, Greek, Kawhi, and then I think it's a toss up between the Joker, Luca, and Butler, all in there. Luca, he's inserted his name in there. Oh, obviously. for sure. He's only. He's a young, he's a young buck too, and he's doing this. So I'm so telling you right now, dude, Luca. You give him, you let LeBron kind of make his way out, and I, I give it about two years, three years. Luca's gonna be the best player in the league, dude. That man is 100%. cold. I'm getting 100%. a Luca jersey. I've got, but he he models his game just like LeBron, so I love it. That man is cold. He's, he's hard a, not to like. He's a freak, but, dude. But Preston, I want to talk about your list. You mean to tell me that you've been the Jimmy stand this whole time and I've got him ranked higher on my list? By one. I have Dame above Jimmy just because Dame has that shooting that Jimmy doesn't, but Dame also still carries that same dog mentality. Here's where I here's the difference from me between cause I I thought about that too, whether it should be above Dame. Here's my problem with Dame. Dame has consistently not been proven to win the games that matters. And Jimmy Man, literally just did that. Okay, but <laughs> but I mean it's it's but it's hard <laughs> that's facts, but it's hard to discredit that when you look at what Jimmy did and just let his team pass I right. mean the baby Celtics pass the East favorites and Giannis dismantled yeah. them. And then yeah, I mean no. it's close. It's very, very close. Like it could go either way. It's really a day to day basis, like in all reality. It's just 
Like, Jimmy proved he's clutch with what he did in, throughout this entire playoff series. Over the past 10 years, you know, no, only two players have had more clutch points in a single postseason, and that was Dirk with 66 in 2011 and Kawhi with 58 last year. So Jimmy was right there in third with 48, and so obviously he's proved he's clutch. Dame has proved he's clutch too, and he hasn't gotten as far. So it's really yeah. a toss-up, but you I th- can look at it as an east and west thing or however you want to cut it, but I think neck and neck. Yeah, I think those two can be interchangeable for me too i love dame he's my favorite uh point guard in the league um you know it's dame time dame dollar dame dollar sign whatever you want to call the man he, he's cold he's a bucket he's a shooter he, he's a rapper he's a rapper first yes, yeah sir. i mean that man drops some bars too he ain't afraid he's but, a good one too oh for sure honestly but um you know i think that is a little Thanks. interchangeable for me too um i would agree with probably y'all's like first one through six one through seven um but De- Jimmy is definitely in my top ten, um, you know, and I think, like I said, he makes some moves, and I think, um, you know, they'll they got a really good shot at next year too, depending on how everything kind of follows and you know injuries, and I mean, still can't cut out the Nets just yet. I mean, it's Kyrie and KD, so you never know how that can go. But um, I think it'll be interesting off season, just kind of see where some players end up and. Who knows, man? There might be a dark horse that kind of comes out. I'm ready for my my Spurs to get back on track and make it another 20 years straight playoff. So, Mar Derozan might be coming to the Lakers. Honestly, <clears throat> I would like happen. I would like that move a lot. I like to see it. Yeah, I give it Jimmy Jimmy's clutch. But you want to talk about teams that aren't clutch and choking away in the second half? <laughs> Dev, take it away. Talk about your Tennessee Volunteers. Listen. You know, I watching that game, man. I, now, granted, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, you know, snap for snap. I was at work, so I was still able to catch a good portion of it. Um, you know, and to be honest with you, man, it, it almost felt too good to be true when Tennessee was leading at halftime, and, and we stuffed y'all at the one-yard line three straight times. I'm like, all right. I was like, I get it. Like, it's a hell of a play, like great defense. I was like, something just feels weird about this, man. I was like, I don't know what it is. I was like, being up at halftime in Athens, like, you know Kirby's going to, you know, light a fire under him and, and send him out, and you know, in the, the third quarter firing and, you know, kind of rally the troops. And, um, you know, it did make me a little nervous. I, I wasn't texting any of my friends, my Georgia fans, especially Cam. I, I was waiting because I knew. I was like, well – I like where Tennessee's at, but it's still Tennessee, um, and they, they usually never fail to to disappoint me. So I uh, kind of held off on all the trash talking until it was you know game over. But um, I'll, I'm honestly really impressed with how they played. Um, it was a tale of two halves. For, for about two and a half quarters, I think Tennessee gave Georgia all that they wanted um, and more than they expected to get out of the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, you know, a lot of things I noticed that they've improved on since last year, some things that I still think we can get better on. But just for the sole fact that, I mean, no one expected Tennessee to win. I, now, I, granted, I, I predicted them to win in our episode. Got to rep my Vols, you know. Uh, no one expected them to win. Uh, and for them to kind of come out swinging and, and, you know, be up at halftime, played a, a really good half. Uh, defense played well. Uh, you know, could get the ground run, you know, going, but um, all in all, I'm pretty impressed with them. Kind of like where they stand, and I think it, it at least proves to football fans that are reasonable and kind of know, you know, football and can understand. I think Tennessee's at that point now where they can't be taken lightly anymore, as they have in the years past. So um, I like where they stand. Now, granted, yeah. we we still lost, but um, definitely a lot of improvements from last year. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. 
happy overall with how, how I'm really I'm really hopeful for Tennessee's future prospects as they you know start to settle in. Pruitt's starting to get these guys that he wants. You know, Harrison Bailey's coming in. He's starting to he's starting to learn the system, learn the offense. And I feel like the talent gap isn't as big as we think. Once uh, Pruitt keeps getting in these guys that he wants and keeps recruiting the way he wants to recruit, like you know, I think they might end up getting Marius Mims, guys like that. You know, you can really start to see them close the gap on UGA. It's still probably another season or two away, but it's a lot closer than we think. Nah, that gap is still big. They're closing it. And I, and I, I had a conversation with Dev after the game on the phone. And I, I really do think it's not a coaching, it's not a, it's not a coaching problem. It's not like a player's fighting problem, like you know, giving effort problem. At this point, it's just a matter of time bringing recruiting classes, bringing in that talent. And that's just gonna take a couple years to do, but that's all it is. Um, so yeah, I will say I, I was not. Even though the final score was embarrassing, and we, I will say Georgia definitely dominated the second half. The first half, Tennessee did. They played a hard game. I mean, they came in, they smacked us in the mouth. Um, a lot of that had to do on that fourth and goal stuff at the end of the half. If Zamir White had any kind of vision and just bounced that outside, it was wide open. Would have helped, too, if y'all had Cade Mays, I guess. But <laughs> oh, Yeah, that offensive line was porous, man. Tennessee, Tennessee left Athens with the same amount of rushing yards as Cade Mays' dad has fingers. Minus one, okay? So... <laughs> That's wrong, bro. That's wrong. <laughs> oh man. Hey, all I'm saying is I I know that that is including uh, JG's getting sacked for minus 40 yards, and I don't necessarily agree that QB sacks should take away from the rushing total. But even without that, yeah, they still that, only they didn't even break 50. So that's what I'm saying. Dog, the dog's defensive line. We dominated up front. I really don't think it's a at this point. I don't think it's questionable that Georgia has the best defense that we've seen in college football up to this point. Especially after Bama done let Ole Miss drop a – how many did they drop on him? 44, 45? A lot. It was a lot. 600 yeah. yards of offense. Yeah, I, I think it's safe <laughs> to lot. say that Georgia uh, definitely has the best defense in the country. I guess, yeah, my, I guess sure. my point is, and then we'll move on, but I think most of the starters now for Tennessee aren't even Pruitt's guys. Garantano – you know, he didn't get recruited by Pruitt. So these aren't even guys he recruited to fit his scheme, fit his system. And so once he gets all those old players pushed out and get these players in that he's recruited, then they'll be able to run his offense and defense to the way he likes it. So I feel like we're almost on the cusp of Tennessee fully being like where Pruitt needs them. You can't say they're really rebuilding anymore. They're, they're edging into that, you know, finally getting settled type of system they're wanting to have. And it's just like, Man, they're they're on the verge. They're on the verge of it, dude. Yeah, um, I, I I did see something that um, on on Twitter earlier today, um, and uh, yesterday's scrimmage that that Tennessee had, um, Harrison Bailey took all forty nine snaps at the quarterback position. So I think that's he's huge moving future, forward. Um, I mean, dude, he's a former five star. Uh, extremely talented. I mean, he, he played at Marietta, um, and I remember. His senior year, they uh, his school had competed in a in kind of like a, a high school series where the best teams from each state like played in this big tournament. And I remember they played in like Las Vegas, didn't they, or something like that? Yeah, they 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 had played a bunch of schools that were like ranked top in the country. And uh, Harrison Bailey had played a school that was like you know 
sixth, seventh, eighth ranked high school team in the country and absolutely shredded them apart for like 500 yards and four touchdowns. Get it? It's high school ball. It's different than the SEC, but the kid's got talent, and I think it's huge that he took all the quarterback snaps during the scrimmage yesterday. Uh, So I think that's big going forward. I would personally love to see him uh, throughout this season just to see how it goes because Garantano has still proven that he is not the clear favorite in that offense. I mean, you, you can't give up two fumbles and throw an interception and expect to win a ball game. So, Yeah, I mean, I've said at the beginning, too, I think Harrison Bailey needs to be y'all's guy going forward. I get, I mean, Garantano's a senior. He comes in, he works hard. So it's kind of out of respect. You give it to him unless he just is clearly messing up. But I, I, I do think Vol, the Vols will get their signature win this year. Now, whether it will come from Alabama, upsetting Florida, maybe Auburn, that's unseen. I really doubt it's going to be Alabama just because that offense. <laughs> no, is hey, we coming for him. I mean, <laughs> but I, I believe Tennessee will get it somewhere. I, I, I can't help but think that they won't. I personally, um, after watching um, Auburn barely squeak by against Arkansas, I think Tennessee can definitely be Auburn this year. Um, I, I still don't really know about Florida. Um, I feel like their offense is, is really, really good, but their defense is still questionable like we've been saying. Um, so if it comes to a shootout between Tennessee and Florida, depending on who's in at quarterback – because we have great weapons. I mean, Ty Chandler, Eric Gray, Brandon Johnson, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Palmer. Like, those guys are good. Like, they're tall. They're big. They're quick. They can make plays. Um, you know, but I think definitely moving forward, I think it's it's more about where the quarterback play is coming from versus in, to see really how well our offense does the rest of the season. But I don't know, boys. We'll see. Um, it's still a go Vols for me. Um but uh, yeah, for sure. I can tell uh, Preston's reeling out the bit. What do you think about that Alabama Ole Miss game, my boy? Hey, all I'm saying is Cam, Cam and Bryce almost pulled off the the hot take on the upset alert because there for a minute I was sitting there clapping every time Ole Miss touched the football. So, would you like to Man, t- carry a, us through that it, game, dude? It was it was a hell of a game to watch. It was fun i mean obviously as a bama fan i don't like watching our defense get lit up like they did but with a great offensive mind like lane kiffin it is what it is i mean it it was a fun game to watch man as a fan of football in general as a fan of sports you 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 love to see it and it was i i love everything i saw from mac jones i love everything i saw from Najee. i love everything i saw out of our receiver core our offense looked phenomenal our defense, like you said, I mean, okay, I'll give it to you. We didn't look that high. Nope. <laughs> we didn't look that nope. high. But Preston lied to me. Preston, you swore that y'all's defense is going to take care of Ole Miss. You said Ole Miss got nothing for us. I'm not even worried. We're going to be fine. <laughs> look, man, I, I give credit where credit's due. They came out and hit then us in the Snoop mouth. Snoop Connor had to take care of business. All the former Alabama players were on Twitter talking about how ruthless Saban is about to be this week and after the game. And, yes, he's happy we won, but he's about to rip them a new one like never seen before. I think Kiffin was stealing signs at that game, bro, honestly. There's no way. There's no way he could have been doing what he was doing. He he had Saban's number somehow. I I mean – who knows? He, he he called a great game plan, honestly. I mean, he would hit us with the option on third down when we weren't expecting it. He was hitting us in places where we weren't ready, using his receivers to motion over and get us in vulnerable positions, playing the weak side of the field. It was great. It was a great game to watch. Beautiful offensive minds going head-to-head. It, you love to see it, man. Hey, but if we're being honest, though, 
that defense just has not been the same since Kirby left. I mean, just if we're keeping it real, they're stout. They're and they're not one of the, They're not in the bottom half units, but they're not what they were. And all I ever hear from Alabama fans is, oh, Nick Saban's defense, uh, Nick Saban calling the defense, we're going to be fine. But it's really funny, all of a sudden Saturday came and now it's Pete Golden's defense. So whose defense is it? Because it was Saban's before y'all getting torched. Now you're blaming the D.C. It's about to be Dan Quinn's defense here soon. (laughs) I I hope not. I hope not. Um, I'm glad we got him out, by the way. But we'll take care of that later. Um... I tell you what, though, you you know, it just crossed my mind. You were talking about bets last week. What kind of bets are we talking? Because I know we're going to handle Georgia, and I'll promise you that now here on air. We gonna, we'll get to that on Wednesday. I got a little something-something. <laughs> so is Georgia. We got okay. a little something-something. Okay. Hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm torn between that game, though, because every time Georgia jumps out to a big lead, which we typically do against Alabama, we always choke it. So I kind of want to, you know, actually I kind of want to go into that game losing at halftime because in the two games Georgia has trailed at halftime, We've come out in the second half and outscored our opponents fifty-nine to three in both those games. I think. Uh, I, think I, I mean, I think going into that game, bring up the matchup. Yeah, I think going into that game, you need what? to let Kirby Smart know and, and the the UGA staff to uh, to go ahead and start preparing for Bryce Young because we know Alabama backups have torched y'all in the past. So, who cares about Mac Jones? <laughs> Just prepare for Bryce Young because he's coming in at some point to give y'all the business. That's, I hope he Mac Jones for Heisman. Honestly. No. And if y'all aren't on that no. same page yet, you're lacking. No. It is, it, it, Pro Football Focus placed Mac Jones in Sorry, the Heisman that. watch after the A&M game. After this game going 28 for 32 and a solid, you know, 417 yards, he would have way more touchdowns if Najee didn't get five of them. But that man has solidified his name in the Heisman watch. Yeah, that's that's serious that, that, talk. that page is not loading. And if you want to talk about making bets on air right now, go ahead and bet whatever you want right now Mac Jones does not win the Heisman. He will be top three. Betty not. I'm not. He may not win, but he will be top three, and I promise you that. Unless, uh, unless he gets injured. Hey, I'm still sticking with it. He won't even finish the season as a QB. Oh my goodness, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, hey, I will say that they they didn't look bad though. I mean. Everybody torches Ole Miss defense, so I give them that. Ole Miss got a great offense, so I do think it's somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Like I don't think Alabama's defense is as bad as it looked the other day, and mm-hmm. I don't think your offense is sixty-three points. Like you're not gonna put up sixty-three points on Georgia's defense. Like let's just be real, that's not happening. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna put up a hundred. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My guy. I mean, well, Georgia has it, the it, best it, defense in the nation, and I will own up to that hundred percent. We're not gonna well, put up sixty-three on y'all, but we will put up points. Hey, that's what I was going to say, though. I, I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see because as far as premier units in football, or in the SEC especially, I would say Alabama's got the premier offensive unit, and Georgia definitely has the premier defensive unit. So it's going to yep. be the best units going head-to-head on that one. But, hey, don't discredit my man. The, <laughs> the mailman. The mailman. <laughs> hey, only QB in the country to have – a top ten win and a top fifteen win. All he's doing is mailing out these. L's I saw. I saw. You know why they call <laughs> him the mailman, fun, right? Because he mailing out. These no, L's do you legit know the reason why they call him mailman? I know he wears. I know. The so he was in like I don't know, like seventh or eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, whatever. And at a he was at this quarterback camp, and he wanted to stick out, so he wore a U.S. Postal Service hat. And then no one else. So it was like he just stood out because who wears a U.S. Postal Service hat? So they started calling him the mailman. I thought that was pretty funny. That's hey, great. 
free overnight yeah. shipping. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> Mac Jones got one on the way. <laughs> Man. Mac Jones Dude. got one. You were talking. I will say. Go ahead. Yes. I was going to say. Uh, well, I was about to move on. What were you going to say, Bryce? You going to make a comment? I was saying, we were talking about hot takes earlier, and I my hot take was that Miami would lose by 20. Guess what happened on Saturday? Was that really a hot yeah, take? Let's be though? honest. I mean, if we're, I mean, I think... pre- <laughs> if we're talking premier premier units, Clemson is the premier unit, I think, of college football. They've shown they're the most complete team, and quite frankly, they have been for the past, ever since Trevor Lawrence has stepped first as starter, barring like one game, one year with LSU really just kind of had their thing going. Clemson's just stupid, dude. Trevor Lawrence and ETN, best quarterback, running back duo, and of all college football. Sorry, not Mac Jones and not Najee Harris Preston. So I disagree, but can go off. Continue. Why do you? How do you disagree with that? Like, I really want to know your thoughts. I my thoughts, bro. I'm I've brought you all the numbers over the past three weeks as to why Mac Jones is playing as the best quarterback in the nation right now. Bro, I'm gonna keep going NFL, NFL prospect wise, yes, Trevor Lawrence should be the first quarterback taken. But as of right now, playing in college football, Mac Jones is playing like the best quarterback in the league. Najee Harris by far is playing like the best running back in the league. Oh come when on, those stats are overinflated from one me, game of going hey, two hundred and five touchdowns. In one game he put up more touchdowns than any other running back in the entire SEC has. Take those away and he still leads the SEC in rushing touchdowns. He has 10. The next up is South Carolina and Mizzou, not Mizzou, Mississippi's running backs with four. Take away his five touchdown game, he's still in the lead. Let me give you a little stat real quick. I mean, oh ETN has 200, no, I mean, I'm sorry, ETN has 2,500 yards after contact. Most running backs don't even get two, uh, 2,500 yards total. Like, ETN is just a beast, bro. He is hes unbelievable. He hit the edge against Miami, and he was gone, dude. Najee Harris doesn't even stack up with ETN. Well, like Cam always likes to bring up those matchups, it's Miami, dog. We're talking about SEC defenses versus ACC. I'm really Okay, but you're talking about Ole Miss's defense, so that <laughs> really does, shouldn't count right now. I said we can take away the one game, though. Even if we take away the game, he's the leader. But yeah, I just I think Clemson continues to prove that they're the number one team in the country. Dabo Sweeney, really good coach. Thanks. I wouldn't say he's I wouldn't say he's the best. I would pair him up there with Nick Saban, you know, tied for first. But he's really good coach. That culture is impressive. And I mean, yeah. I I kind of have to admit a little bit. There's not really much saying in the way of Clemson winning going 12 and 0 this season. So. It is the ACC after yeah, all. Yeah. Um, so. Word on the sh- word on the Nothing street is, um, you know, after the the recent firings of, of Dan Quinn, that uh, I would love to see Dabo and Trevor Lawrence team up in Atlanta and, and get something done. What y'all thinking about that? Oh, I think Atlanta definitely needs to drop Matty Ice if they can get Trevor Lawrence or maybe even bring Justin Fields, bring that man back home to Georgia. They definitely need to take a QB. But if you throw Dabo, ooh, I mean, because wow. think about ooh, it. I mean, if you've played with it. if you've played That'd with your nice. quarterback and coach, and you're like a pair, um, and you've had very very successful seasons, and you know your quarterback's about to get drafted, and you've even considered making that next step up into the NFL, now is the perfect opportunity. I'm not obviously they're not hiring Dabo right now, but I'm saying that would be mm-hmm. an ideal fit. Give give Trevor Lawrence a ton of weapons. And then use your other picks and next or this upcoming year's draft to solidify your defense, and it's a totally different team than what it is right now. So, I don't know, man. 
Well, I think if I think if Dabo goes to the league, I think he ends up on the Texans, not the Falcons, to be honest with you. He had already been asked about going to the Texans because his name was thrown around, and he said he debunked it. He said it wasn't even in his mind right now, but that's right now, obviously. It's what right. your head coach is going to say. But I'd see him teaming up with Watson before going to the Falcons and trying to get Trevor, which I'm not even sure we take Trevor. If we do, I don't know how I feel about it because I, I like Matt Ryan as a quarterback. I just – haven't liked the coaching and I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence couldn't be better for us in the long run than Matt Ryan but at the same time man I'm really torn on it I don't know if the Falcons have a choice I think they'll go with Justin Fields honestly I think after seeing what Cam Newton did to them all those years it's Justin Fields it's a dual threat time in Atlanta I mean Trevor Lawrence is mobile he's he's not but he's not but he's not Tom Brady but he's mobile (laughs) I mean I don't know we'll see um but uh, right, right. I it was third day. That that still blows my mind, man. And then that man Bruce Arian said, "Oh no, he knew. He knew." It's like really, like, yeah, you gotta, let's say, was, you gotta at least back him up, up a little bit or something. I mean, that's like the second or third time that he's just completely rough. called out Tom Brady. Hey, yep. do y'all mind if I clown on someone real quick? Have at it. Biggest clown of the week award goes to. Dan Mullen, that man is a goofy goober, dude. Did you hear? Call him Dopey Dan. Did y'all hear his post game interview again uh, after the Texas A&M game? Yeah. I'd be mad if I if my head coach said that. Warren Sapp even called him out, dude. This 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 guy doesn't even really talk crap on Twitter, and he called out Dan Mullen. He said, "Time for this man to be fired immediately." So he was basically he was basically calling out the entire University of Florida, saying like, "There's no reason for there not to be seventy thousand fans next week." Texas A&M had it, and, and then the university was like, yeah, we don't agree with that. Shut up. You're going to blame the loss on fans. What? Bro, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> sick. I'd be sick if Kirby got in there and said, yeah, we, uh, them fans beat us out there. Oh, I think yeah. I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, this this is how it started out with Jimbo and Florida State, so I don't know if Dan Mullen will be around much longer after this season, especially if it kind of flatlines. Yeah, real quick, while we're talking about Florida coaches, if we have any uh, Florida listeners out there, I would just like to say, as a Georgia fan, we all told you so with Todd Grantham <laughs> as your defensive coordinator. When they came over, man, Florida fans were so hyped. They were ready for him. We all tried telling them he's not the real deal. <laughs> we were glad that he left. He's not it. I think Florida fans are starting to see that. But, yeah, yeah to kind of segue, Texas A&M, they really surprised me, dude. Uh, that was Jimbo's first win against the top five team and. It's, uh, it's been like six or so years now since he was at Forest State last. So that was a really good game. Texas A&M got it done. They're running back. See, uh, not I don't know his first name, but his last name is Spiller. He did really good. Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond did fantastic yeah, good. in that game. And I think that was, that was Jimbo's saving grace. I feel like he needed that win to solidify, you know, himself moving forward as a coach there because the last few years they keep saying, I'll just give him more time, just give him more time. And he hasn't won any games, but this was a good stepping point. Um, I don't think Texas A&M will really compete in the SEC anytime soon, but this was a, this was a start at least. So pass off to Jimbo Fisher. I don't know the way it's looking right now, though. I, Florida State's in worse <laughs> shape than Jimbo is, though. I think FSU needs Jimbo more than Jimbo <laughs> needs FSU. No, I don't want I don't want Jimbo back. To be honest with you. Well, y'all need y'all need to change up something. But no, I, I think well, I that's, thought, that I was, was definitely. Long day. I'm sorry. I think that was the one game that everybody in this group can agree on. Oh, we were happy to 100%. see Florida lose. Yeah, like we, 100%. we were all happy for that one. 
And it makes our strength of schedule look And stronger. honestly, I, so I, I, the main reason that. that I strictly love it is because, hey, the SEC is, is still in contention for the Vols, baby. A couple things need to happen, and it's very unlikely, but... But, you know, let's say Florida messes around and beats Georgia and Tennessee messes around and beats Florida. And, uh, you know, things could get real interesting. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I'm glad that they lost, um, you know, so. I mean, both y'all will have a loss oh, to Bama. No, you'll come have on now. straight up loss. Jamie Pruitt's getting and it then, done. So you'll need Georgia to lose two more games on top of that. Dog, I'm going to come in here and lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think honestly I was more excited to see LSU lose this week. I mean, if we're being completely real. It just brings hey, I called Yeah, you did call I it. Called, I was about yeah, to brag on, on you. Hot routes. I was I about to brag on you. I forty five forty one. Missouri is the bottom field of the league. So that just goes to show how without Joe Brady no, I'm sorry, with yeah, without Joe Brady and without Joe Burrow, is Ogeron really a head coach? I mean, I don't. I think after they left, they lost their translators, yeah. and nobody knows. What so they're just like, "Hey, what did what what time? play did Coach call him?" Like he said something like, nah, nah, nah. "So we just gonna call our we just gonna call our own plays." He's like, so. <laughs> "Coach is third down. What he wants to do? What do you want me to do with crawfish, bro? Like I don't get it." Go Tigers! Hey, go Tigers! Yeah. I saw Tigers. a picture. I saw a picture oh, after that game. LSU and uh, so you know how like after the. You know, LSU won the Natty, and Joe Burrow was, you know, smoking that cigar, and it was like this viral picture. I'd, um, I'd saw Mizzou uh, football Twitter had, had posted, and uh, it was a picture of a cigar, and it was kind of broken half, and it was like ashes. And then, you know, because their thing is Go Tigers, where they crossed out the G-E-A-U-X or whatever and put Go Tigers, and it had the Missouri, like, paw print on it. I was like, man, that's like a terror. That's like, it's like, oh, man, that like hard. just puts the freaking nail in the coffin Dang. right there. I'm, I'm glad it's got LSU fans a little more humbled. It, I almost feel bad for them, but like, man, you love to see it at the same time. <laughs> LSU fans acted a whole oh, I'm saying. year all season long, which I mean, yeah. rightfully, which I mean, any team's fans, maybe outside of Alabama, because <laughs> they're always annoying. Any team's fans would lose their mind <laughs> if you saw her going undefeated Facts. Like, for a whole season. Yeah. Yeah, putting up the kind of points like that. Any, did you say? Did mind. you say undefeated, Cam? I did say undefeated. You wanna you wanna talk about your Steelers for a second, then? Yes, I do. Okay. I always wanna <laughs> talk away, about Penny. my Steelers, baby. Take it away, Penny. I always Penny. wanna talk about my Steelers. I've, I've been telling y'all every week since the season started. I said, oh, we know. We know you've been telling us, Cam. If Big, <laughs> if Big Ben can stay healthy, that's the key. Because as soon as he goes down, the whole ship's going down <laughs> with him. I hate to say it. John hey, you better Green. you better watch John your mouth right now. More, but... <laughs> hey, he's still, he's still I don't even think I don't so think he's at the Steelers anymore, is he? Coaching tips. Oh, they did. Okay, okay. Because I know they like, moved him around. We 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 dropped Doug. We dropped Doug Hodges. Got you, Josh. Back up. Well, so, they saw the memes. They were like, "Well, I guess he actually was yeah. dodging those pads pretty good." <laughs> This little <laughs> so I'm saying, but yeah, my Steelers moved to a, a good old four and zero. Should be five and zero, but the Titans don't know how to stay in their hotels and not go to clubs and whatnot. We would, we, it's okay though. We'll get that right here in a couple weeks when we see them. Um, so I'm reading. Man, my, I'm reading. It's the stack. Uh, the Steelers, the Packers, Seahawks, Titans, and Bills are all five. The main five undefeated teams right now. Who loses first? Mm-hmm. You think? I mean, obviously, I know Tennessee. And Buffalo play tomorrow night. Well, 
today's Monday, right? Yeah, they play Tuesday. So one obviously one has to give there. But out outside of the Steelers, Packers, Seahawks, who do you think loses first out of those three? You ready Steelers. for the piss cam off? Yeah. <laughs> so the Seahawks are on a bye next week, and the Packers play Tampa Bay, and then the Steelers play the Browns. All right. I'm not saying they're gonna lose to the Browns. Definite. I'm not in saying Pittsburgh? that. Uh, it's. Uh, ooh, I don't know if it's in Pittsburgh. I don't. It is, think no, it no. Is. I'm saying it is in Pittsburgh. No, it's it is in Pittsburgh. You, like, they, they'll lose in Pittsburgh. That's not, that's not. I'm not saying they will for sure, but I think you have the most likely chance between the other teams to lose next week. Because I don't see the Packers losing to Tampa Bay, and the Seahawks well, can't lose on a bye. You don't see the Packers losing to Tampa. Don't. don't I mean, hey, you don't. Don't sleep on Tom now. They're gonna I, have hey, just, if, if y'all are well. picking. Oh Lord. And Tampa's gonna have Chris Godwin. If y'all are picking one of those teams, I mean, you still got Tom Brady. If y'all are picking one of those teams, <laughs> I'm gonna be smart here, and I'm gonna say that the Titans lose because technically they play tomorrow, so they have the first chance to lose, and it's gonna be one of those two. So we, well, Bryce said not including one. Of, got you, got Tampa, you. Well, in that case, yeah. um, I don't know, man. That's tough. Um, I, I mean. The, the Seahawks kind of scraped one out last night with the Vikings, um, but still, Russ going to cook. Um, he's going to do what he does, and you know he he ninety four yard drive to to put him in the end zone, so that's huge. Um, so I, I definitely like the Seahawks yeah. going forward. Um, I think I, I think it's. Go ahead. I think the Sea I, I think the Seahawks have the best chance to lose. To be honest with you, yes, because yes. When you, because when you look at. When you look at the teams that are left, not including the Titans and Bills, between the Steelers, Packers, and Seahawks, they have the worst defense by far of the three. So far, they remind me of the 2018 Chiefs that where they lost to the, uh, Tom Brady in the AFC Championship. Yeah, terrible Great defense. Great offense, yeah. but that defense is so actually, liable. I was actually about to touch up at, on that because the Seahawks are ranked last in yards allowed. Exactly, and Tough. they play they play Arizona next week. Yes. So they got Kyler coming in. Uh, D Hop's coming off a good game. Uh, you got Kenyon Drake's kind of getting it going. I, granted, I know it was the Jets, but he picked it up. You got Edmonds. He's looking like a capable yes, back. They might have a one-two punch. I'm, I'm telling you, look out for a look out for a shootout next week. And maybe Arizona's defense. Maybe they just it's make a one it's a battle battle of the birds. The you got the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and I, I'm taking the the little red ones. And that's it. That's a divisional game. So when you when you look at that, I trust I trust Kyler a little more to show up in a divisional game than I do Baker not to bust like he always does against a good Steelers defense at home. So if, if the mean, Browns I just put Jarvis Landry in at quarterback, then they might have a chance. Shout out to my hot take uh, last week. Facts, facts. So I mean, we that's what I'm saying. But yeah, also, even though I, I got got to touch on it as well, man. I mean, as sad as it is yesterday, as much as I, I don't like the Cowboys, man, I feel for Dak. That's tough. I feel for Dak. I that's love tough, that. man. That to Especially like, just I was the guy is tough. He plays hard. You can tell that he loves the game because even when they're in super tight games or they lose games, it makes him so mad. And he starts wondering like, okay, what could I have done differently? You know, you can't sit there and say that the man just isn't a a student of the game. Like he's always trying to get better and to help his team win. And you always just hate to see guys like that go down, man, especially in such a pivotal role that he played for the Cowboys. 
Um, now, granted, Andy Dalton is a you know he's been in the league for a while, has a lot of experience, but you it, it still sucks, man, to see that and to to really have that uncertainty with with him and kind of where he stands with the Cowboys, man. It it, it sucks for sure. Going into the season, I was never a Dak fan. You know, I I didn't think that the Cowboys like should pay him as much as he was wanting just because I wasn't fully sold on him. But I felt like they still should have paid that man in general. And then at the beginning of this season, he showed why he should have got paid. He came out and he was doing his thing. And then you hear more about him working with all of this um, mental health like projects and stuff. And it made me really start to like Dak. And then yeah. something like this happens and it hurts, man. It hurts because you, you want that guy to be taken care of. And if the Cowboys don't take care of him, that's going to speak volumes on their franchise as a whole, in my opinion. And I really think they need to handle this oh, the for right sure. way moving forward. I'm yeah. Don't hate me on this. I mean, let me let me preface this by saying, yeah, I have to agree with what y'all are saying. There was a lot of announcers and commentators yesterday that kind of broke code. I, I read that no one's really supposed to, like, you know, openly say your favorite player. But yesterday you're seeing a lot of guys saying, yeah, Dak is our favorite player. He's just a humble guy, great guy. He does so much on and off the field. But I don't think they re-sign him moving forward, honestly. Mike McCarthy is not committed to Dak Prescott. He... That is not he wouldn't have signed, he wouldn't have got and the franchise tag though like if they didn't believe in him. That was, no, I think they were just giving him. When you look at it, that the franchise tag is typically the first step to a player not resigning. That's just a band aid on the bigger issue going on. And as much as I love Dak, Dak, I feel like if they were his guy, they would have they would have fed him before they fed Zeke, before they fed Jalen Jones. All I mean, Jalen Smith rather, other guys like that on the team. And so I think. Man, I don't know. I just think they switched it up this offseason, dude. As much as I love Dak, I think this is – I think they just have to go a different direction with it. Jerry Jones wants another Super Bowl before he dies. He's what? repeatedly said that. He's getting old. So I feel like now it's like they're they're one and four in the NFC East along with all the other teams. Dak's not getting the job done as Jerry Jones would like. And if I was the GM, I would resign him. But Jerry Jones doesn't care anything more than winning and wanting to win another Super Bowl. And so I feel like the writing's on the wall. I feel like it's time they get a different quarterback. And I just wish – I hope Dak gets uh, signed by another team and he just balls out and shows Jerry Jones wrong. It's not like – I'm not, I'm not questioning his ability. I'm, just, I'm questioning Jerry Jones's, you know, the way he runs the team, honestly. So. Yeah, it seems like Jerry was has never been sold on Dak. I mean – which, I mean, I don't think Dak was asking for, like, $41 million a year or something like that. Like, he was approaching um, Mahomes' numbers, and I don't think he's worth that. He's only won one right. playoff game in his career. But he's definitely a starting quarterback, he, and for a lot of teams, he's oh, for a sure. franchise quarterback. Yeah, he'll get yeah, picked like, up. He'll get picked up if he doesn't get resigned. He, need, like he needs to. Yeah. I'm ho- Where do y'all I, think I'm he really would hoping. fit good? Sorry, you can keep going. We can hit that in a second. I mean, no, no, I was literally, I mean, I, I'll transition to that as well. I was just going to say, like, I don't, I worry about what they'll go, what they'll do going forward because typically your franchise tag, when you franchise tag a player, instead of re-signing them, it's because you're not sold. And I just hope that they don't, similar to the way they used uh, Jason Garrett as the scapegoat to why they were doing bad last year, and now <laughs> here you are, they brought a new coach and they're still having woes. I just hope they don't blame Dak Prescott. I'm just yeah, seeing that a defense lot. Defense is terrible. I'm seeing a lot of remnants of how they treated Cam Newton in Carolina. Uh, once he started getting hurt, 
once he really started not getting the job done the later years of his season, you know, they kind of just started to give up on him. And it, as much as it sucks, like, I think that's what the Cowboys might end up doing. I mean, I hate to see it, but I just don't think Jerry Jones is sold on Dak Prescott. He does not care. He just cares about winning. He was willing to kick Zeke off the team and let, the, you know, Tony Pollard handle all the duties. He does not care. If a player starts asking for too much, he'll just move on. And so, I mean, if he's a good GM, he'll resign him as a guy. But as a as an owner of a team, like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't really think so either. I mean, it's super unfortunate too because, I mean, there's no way that, that anyone on that team or Dak Prescott himself could ever expect something like that to happen when it did. You know, and I think that's just kind of uh, proof to, you know, you never really know when something can happen. You know, it's, it takes one play – um, you know, and, and you're never playing football again. I hope that's not the case with Dak. Um, he did have a successful surgery, but same time, when you suffer something like that, man, I mean, it, it's just tough. There's a lot of uncertainties. It takes a lot of time, you know, rehabilitation. And it, it honestly takes a while to even kind of step back on the field and get to moving like you used to. And at that point, you know, who knows how you're feeling or kind of where your headspace is at. So, um, you know, I think it'll be big. I think there's a lot on the line, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but I, I do kind of agree with you, Bryce. I, I don't think that they're going to stick with him. Uh, really unfortunate, great guy, you know, tough player. Um, you know, I, I would honestly like to see him maybe end up at like Washington. Um, Ooh, I mean, uh, a team's kind of on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ron Revere's a That'd good coach. Solid. I mean, you saw kind of what he did with, with Cam Newton, and they got a lot of young, talented guys. Antonio Gibson's been looking good, Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, so they got some – their defense is pretty stout. Like, they have, you know, good players and a good base, and especially getting, you know, uh, Coach Revere in. Um, I, I think it's it would be a good fit. Um, you know, he does have that dual-threat ability – um, you know, so especially on a young team, I think he could be a step up and be a leader. And I, I think he's better than Kyle Allen or, you know, Dwayne Haskins right now. I think I'd really like to see him on the Broncos. Yeah. I think pairing him up with Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Jerry Judy, Vaughn Miller, and them boys, I think that'd yeah. be fun. Bro, I love Drew Locke. I love Drew Locke. Um, I think if you get the opportunity to get Dak Prescott, yes, you do. You know, because it that instantly becomes a win now situation if you do in Denver. Yeah, they got the receiving core and the running backs to do to put that together. The offensive line is still shaky. You know, I, I actually, you know, speaking of landing spots for Dak pre-injury, man, I I have to go pull up the tweet. I called this about months ago. I maybe in the off season, Dak to the Steelers. I'm telling you, what I, because what I could see happening is, I could see them franchise tagging Dak again this year, mm-hmm. not committing to him long term, but franchise tagging him, because unless, unless like the Cowboys drop and they can pick up Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I don't know how many immediate franchise worthy guys are coming out of the draft this year, so I could see them doing that, and then if they don't resign the next year. Look for him to go to Steelers because that'll be Big Ben out the door moving right in. Especially yeah. if Ben gets hurt again. I mean that could be uh that could be kind Ben's of a, a, a filthy filthy team and I really don't like thinking about it, but <laughs> that could honestly be really, really good for the Steelers. <laughs> um you know, nothing nothing personal. I just it, I think just because you like them so much, Cam, I don't like them. So I think I think that's the biggest thing <laughs> for me. Uh, but who knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen? A lot of uncertainty. We'll see how it goes. 
um, you know, definitely a, an interesting week. You always hate to see, you know, guys get hurt. Um, but kind of moving into to this week and some of the matchups and, and things we got going on, it's time for the Hot Route segment. Boys, what you got for us? Yes, sir. Hot Routes, Hot Routes. All right. You, you want I'll, me to kick, kick this off? off? You'll kick it off? Bet. Let's run it. All right, bet, bet, bet. Right here off the top. It'll the, the game's about to kick off here in just a little bit. Monday Night Football, Chargers and Saints. By the time we come in for our episode on Wednesday, we'll be talking about Justin Herbert. He will be making headlines on ESPN because he's going to show out. He is the only, I believe he's the, he's the only QB to a rookie QB in his first four starts have to go against three former uh, Super Bowl champs and MVPs. In Patrick Mahomes, uh, now Drew Brees, and then he went he went against uh, what's his face? Shoot, I can't think of the name. Not Russ, but um, was it Brady? They did play the Bucks, didn't they? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I believe, I believe it was the Bucks. And so he, so he, and he's the only rookie QB to do that in his first four games. Have to go against three former. And he also, he honestly hasn't played bad. So, I mean, whenever I mean, he got that first start, when when Tyrod, uh, you know, was ruled out against the Chiefs. I mean, he was in there slinging it with Patty Mahomes. You know, so he he definitely looked good, made yep, some plays, yeah. extended it. I mean, saw the dude lower his shoulder. I mean, he he ain't afraid to, to step up and, and make some big time yeah. plays. So I definitely like that a lot. Um, I, he's kind of grown on me a little bit. You know, I, I could see him being you know one of my you know top couple of players in the league. You know, if he keeps showing out. Yeah, and it's definitely especially with uh, Michael Thomas not playing tonight either. It's going to be a close game, so I expect. Yep. Herbert, hopefully, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I hope Herbert gets a situation where he can go on a game-winning drive and really just put that statement win on there or something, man. Just get his yeah. moment. I would, I want it, and I think it's gonna happen. I've been very pleasantly surprised with him. He's been playing great. On another note, a team that hasn't been playing great, the Falcons. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, uh, we're gonna get two. <laughs> we're gonna get two wins in a row. Moving forward now. Now that we've gotten rid of Dan Quinn, he's out of our hair. We don't have to worry about him no more. Hopefully we can put things together against Minnesota and then Detroit. I'm calling for the Falcons to get back-to-back wins these next two weeks. Do you want those wins, though? Like at this point, I mean, you're 0-5. Do you not just want to go ahead and salvage this? Like, Hey, they're, they're tanking for Trevor. This they're tanking for Trevor. Draft? Yeah. Man, I honestly... I, I think our our core, our personnel, the Falcons, our roster, top to bottom, we have a good team, man. We On really offense. do. We ha- we have a good team and I think if we can make a push, we should make a push. I don't want I don't want our players building a losing mentality. I don't want us getting out there throwing games trying to tank. Whenever we have the players we do, that's how you push players like Julio out the door. And that's not what I want. Well, Julio can't walk out the door on his own for another two years, so. Yeah, especially with that hamstring, he might not be doing a whole lot of walking anyway. I wheelchair out the door. I mean, oh, man. I, I just think the worst case scenario that could happen for the Falcons at this point would be to actually win six or seven games, draft somewhere like ninth or tenth, and go draft, I don't know, go draft some corner that no one's ever heard of per usual. Like, I think that would be the worst thing y'all could do. That's fair. I, I don't think we end up winning six or seven games, though, to be fair. Like, I, I can see us winning these two and squeaking out one yeah. or two more. But My hot route of the week um, is, is 
the the Braves are, are about to kick things off with the with the LA Dodgers and here in about 30 minutes. Um, you know, so my my hot route is I think that the Braves come out swinging tonight, um, and I think that they take a a game one um, series. Um, I think they take the game one win over the Dodgers. Dodgers are hot right now, really really good team. Um, but I think the Braves come out, man, and, and our bullpen takes care of business, and I think they're able to, um, you know, get the job done, and I think they take a, a, a huge game one tonight against the Dodgers. So that's my hot take for the week. Yeah, I like Straight it. I like my Braves a lot. And my hot route of the day is I kind of want to start this off by saying shout-out to Alex Smith. Man, it's defied all odds, dude. It's just, just such a great story to see him back after almost losing his leg. He was – this close comeback player of the year for sure. So I think my hot, my hot route goes along with this. As long as Kyle Allen is hurt and Dwayne Haskins doesn't play, Alex Smith will lead the Redskins to second place in the in the division this year, NFC East. I like it a lot. That's my hot route. All right, I can, I could well, de- yes sir. I could definitely see it. I mean, if Alex Smith pulls out one one win or plays even mediocre. Just because of the severity of his comeback, I think he's sure. win comeback. For sure. Year. He's just an easy guy to root for, man. I, it, it, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah it, was, it is. It was crazy seeing when he got put in the game, his wife was just like, she had her hands over her face. She was so nervous, man. It's just him, guys like him and Teddy Bridgewater, dudes that should not be playing football right now. You just Matt have Jones to be fans, shouldn't be playing and football right Alex, now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out yeah. of here, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's my hot route. Yeah. Alex Smith, considering he plays, if he does, he leads the. Red, he, oh, I'm sorry. I almost said the Redskins. He leads the football team to second place in the division. <laughs> yes, sir. The football team. I wonder how long that's going to be the case. Uh, who knows? Hey, let me actually, let me actually throw y'all this real quick. Uh, I know it's not my hot route necessarily, but something I thought about yesterday. What do you think the chances are that Carson Wentz ends up with the 49ers next year? I eh, I don't know, man. None. I I I get Carson Wentz had a, an MVP like season before, but honestly, if it's not Jimmy Garoppolo at the 49ers, I saw Nick Mullins shout out Southern Miss Go Eags. That man Nick Mullins stepped up and actually played a very decent game for him when they stepped when he stepped in for Garoppolo. Um, you know, and it, it still takes a minute to, to kind of get under that system, especially with so many injuries and everything. Um, but I, he, he honestly looked really good to me. So I think if they move forward from Jimmy Garoppolo, dude played terrible uh, this past week against the Dolphins, got absolutely routed. Uh, but I think if they were to make a quarterback move, um, I think they – C.J. Beathard did take most of the snaps after that, but I think Nick Mullins, um, you know, is the kind of guy they look for, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I could. I don't know. I just kind of was thinking about that the other day. You know, the it seems like the Eagles are going to slowly transition to uh, Jalen Hurts mode. He got a few snaps Hurts time yesterday, yesterday versus the Steelers. You know, and I just feel like if you're if you're doing that transition already and you continue to lose, I don't know. I just think that I think that could be a possibility because I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will stay in San Francisco for the long term either, though, because they're not. I don't think they're sold. Yeah, in here. no. I mean, well. It's definitely going to be interesting this offseason to kind of 
you know, see who ends up where, and especially with the draft, it always plays a big, you know, part of everything and team success and ultimately, you know, how their season is kind of going to look. But it'll be interesting, man. Um, you know, it was a great week of, of college football. Um, you know, great, great week of NFL. Yes, um, you know, NBA season wrapped up, and, you know, you got the MLB playoffs continuing, got the, your final four. Um, you know, so it's a good time for sports right now. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll hop on on Wednesday and kind of cover, cover some of those bigger SEC games this week and, and kind of get a preview of the of moving forward. Yes, sir. I'll leave it yes, with sir. I'll leave it with go Braun, go Dogs, go Steelers, and let's go Braves, baby. <laughs> yes, Break hey, someone's got to do it for them, and I think they're in the, the best position to do it right now. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, – you know, we always appreciate you guys tuning in and, and kind of checking us out and, you know, just stay in tune for, for all of our content. Um, you know, we, we try to have fun and keep you guys entertained. Uh, you know, just a bunch of dudes talking about sports just as a hobby. You know, we like to argue and, and Cam likes to talk trash. So we do our best and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, fellas, y'all got anything to say to wrap it up tonight? Yeah, I just have to do it. Roll Tide and peace out. <laughs> I talk my trash because I'm <laughs> right, the best at it. Right, right, right. Well, we'll definitely see uh, the, the battle between Cam and Preston on Wednesday talking about that, the Roll Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but otherwise, uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And uh, y'all stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yes, sir. Yes. Special oh, shout-out to Matt and Jay as well for all they do, all the editing, all the distributing. Couldn't do without them. Thank you, guys. Before we go, last thing before we go, I got to laugh at Bryce. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> FSU lost. Again. Right, yes, sir. Zoom call over. <laughs> if you like our content, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Bang! At Too Many Audibles.